You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 66, Pass or Fail When Doing Mold Testing. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, today we are talking about pass or fail when doing a mold test. What do you think of that? It's something that comes up quite often. Um, You know, it's people think it's a pass or fail. And and what I like to compare it to is it's like a home inspection. There's no pass or fail to a home inspection. You know, you're, you're there to gather information and report on things. And a, a mold test is similar to that. Now, is there somewhat a pass or fail to both the home inspection and a mold test? To an extent, yes. If there's toxic mold, then obviously it's, it fails. But a lot of people say, well, did it pass or fail? And then I have to go on and explain to them, you know, there's really no pass or fail. And so that's why, you know, something we talk about quite often. And it, you know... As our listeners know, there's a lot of things we repeat, and this is something that's pretty important for for our clients to know that, hey, there's not always a pass or fail when we're doing a, a mold test. So I could hear somebody saying, well, then what's the point of getting mold testing done if there's no pass or fail? If it doesn't tell me whether my house is good or not good, what do you say to that? Well, that's the same thing, I guess, as doing blood work. I mean, you do blood work to find out if certain levels are high or low or does that make sense? So, and, and like I said, it's to me, it's similar to a home inspection. You want to know the condition, just like for mold tests, you want to know the mold types that are present and the concentrations of them. So we want to know what kind of mold is there and how much is there. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but you, you need to know what mold types are in your home that you're being exposed to. And somebody who's 
who hears there's no pass or fail goes, well, then what's the point of knowing that if you can't actually tell me whether my house is good or not? What do you say to that? Well, it's no different than, and, and you know, some of the courses that I have uh, created, I talk about a do-it-yourself mold test, air test. It's the same as if if you if you were just to do your own air test and you didn't have a an inspector on the ground to look at things, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Does that make sense? Yep. So you need to have so when we go and we deal with our clients, you know, around here obviously we do a lot of that stuff. So when I go to do air testing and inspections part of that. And so when I get there, I ask a bunch of questions as far as their health conditions and previous moisture intrusion events. And then I can visibly see what's going on. And then we run air tests and then I can take, you know, like I said, it's, it's kind of like a doctor looking at you and then they say, well, let's do an MRI or blood work that gives them more information and they can piece the two together and figure out what's going on. Okay. That makes total sense. So what you're saying is really the, the mold testing just tells you the current state of mold in the house, but it takes the expert interpreting the data and looking at all the factors to really pull the whole picture together and say, here's what could be going on. Right. Right. And so that's why when we do phone consultations, if they want to do a do-it-yourself test, there there's a lot of other information that I ask of my client before we get on the call. Like, do you see water stains throughout the home? What just that air test itself doesn't really tell me anything. Now, it, it tells me like there could be stachybotrys, the toxic mold in there. And I, and I can say that, but I wouldn't know where it's at. I don't know what's causing it. So it's just, it's something only on its face is not, it helps, but it's not going to give us a definitive answer as to what's really going on in the home. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So, what happens if, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I just had a mold test done by a company who told me that my house passed? I would be concerned that, I'm not saying they didn't do their job, but I would be concerned as to, <laughs> I don't want to put people down, their experience and, and their knowledge. Because when I hear, so, and, and I read articles all the time, sometimes we post them, you know, on Facebook and, and I'll show them to you, and, and I just laugh because these are professionals that say, yeah, it passed. You know, we tested the county library and whatever company said it passed. And I just laugh because I'm like, there's no, there's no pass. The ironic part about it, too, is, is we, we do have recommendations, but there's as far as what mold level should be, but there are actually zero standards out there that say, over this amount of mold spores, it's not acceptable. Now, yeah, as a mold inspector, I could tell you, you know, different mold types, what what there should or shouldn't be. But like with radon, we know when we test for radon, if it's 4.0 or higher, the EPA recommends mitigation. But when it comes to mold, there's nothing. And it, that's why, and I say this all the time, mold is so complex. And... You know, it's something we talked about earlier on when the when the whole COVID pandemic broke out. And my my you know, and it's still my biggest thing, you know, if I if I could ask the EPA just one question, I would say, How come you guys don't pay attention 
to mold. And they'll probably say they do, but there's just there's no awareness out there when it comes to mold versus everything else. So so going back to what you know what we were just talking about, it's just if it's a company that says yeah it passed that to me that's a red flag right off the bat because then I say to my clients, well, what were what were the spore counts? Um, what was the concentration? What mold types were there? If someone told me it passed, the only thing Logically, for me, as I would say, okay, no toxic mold was present. That doesn't mean it passed. Well, and also, I know you've talked about this in your books in a lot of different places, probably even on the podcast. Just because a certain mold type is not, quote unquote, you know, toxic mold doesn't mean it can't adversely affect somebody in your household's health in a negative way. Right. So... So to kind of give some information, um, like you said, I cover it, especially in the mold epidemic. Mold has three different classifications. It's either allergenic, which means you have an allergy to it, so you can take antihistamines and that should take care of it. It can be pathogenic, which can create an infection. Um, depending on what it is, you have to talk to your medical doctor about that. And, you know, sometimes they actually treat it with antibiotics. And then the third one is toxigenic. So let's take something like stachybotrys. That's the black toxic mold. They classify that as a toxigenic mold because it's producing mycotoxins that are harmful to you. Now let's take a, a, a mold that, let's just say it's a common mold like Cladosporium or Aspergillus or Penicillin. Those types can be classified as allergenic. They can just because it's an allergenic doesn't mean it doesn't produce a mycotoxin. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and I know it might sound confusing to our listeners, but my point is, is that certain mold types have subspecies and those subspecies can produce a mycotoxin, but you could be told, oh, it's just an allergenic mold. So on top of that, um, it could be, it's not producing mycotoxins. You're just allergic to it. So, you could be getting sick, but nobody else is getting sick. So it's really complex. It is. It it's, just, it's really complex. And it goes back to, that's why you can't just run an air test and, and know what's going on in your home. It, you have to combine that with, you know, obviously knowing the health of the people in the home. Um, obviously, you know, what conditions are like in the home. Just that test means nothing. That makes a lot of sense. So what if what if somebody gets results and their indoor air quality specialist says, yes, your home passed. What exactly do you do with that information? Once again, you probably have to get a consultation if that's the kind of professional you hired, but I would ask that professional. So hopefully they had an inspection done with the air test. So ask that professional, like, well, did you see anything that was defective during your visual, visual inspection? Um, you know, are there no negative health effects to certain mold types that we detected? Things like that. Okay, so ask follow-up questions. That makes a lot of sense. So at the end of the day, you're saying there is no such thing as pass or fail to a mold test. No, no. And it, you know, the, the only way I would say it's a fail is, is if there's stachybotrys. The only way I would say it's a pass is if there was no stachybotrys, but that means still nothing. Correct. When it comes to the health and home of the people in right. that home. Yep. 
So what's your call to action for people knowing now that there's no pass or fail when doing a mold test? Well, like I said, I kind of mentioned uh, consultations, which I bring up quite often. Um, you know, book a consultation, but follow us on our Facebook page. Go to our page, interact with us. We don't get a whole lot of interaction. And I don't know if it's just people don't like, I don't know. But I, I post a lot of things every week. I post at least once a week. I'll post something informational. And so follow us on our Facebook page because you'll learn something new. Every single time you read a post and sign up for our email list, which you'll hear about at the end of this episode. So thanks for listening. Please be sure to share this with somebody you know who needs it. And we will catch you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.